Welcome, my name is Rabbi Daniel Rabin and it's wonderful to have you join me today for the first part of our exploration into the works of the Book of Tehillim, the Book of Psalms by David Amelech by King David. We're going to go through specific Psalms, look at the deeper meaning, the deeper insights into some of the more well-known and common Tehillim that we recite. But today, in under 10 minutes hopefully, we'll cover just a really broad overview of the Book of Tehillim, its main themes, and of course give us context as we begin the journey to understand this great work. Now, I highly recommend, in order to understand Tehillim properly and understand Tehillim with all its insight, it's really important to get an overview of who the author of Tehillim was, which we'll speak about momentarily. But really, if you go through and understand King David's life, you'll get a much greater sense and appreciation of the Psalms that he composed. But overall, if you think about King David, David HaMelech, I think what comes to mind is a number of images. A lot of people think King David was famous for his great skills in being a, in a skilled warrior. You know, he, he was able to take on Goliath, the giant Goliath. Others may think about King David in terms of being a great king. David Melech Israel Chai Kayam. But in fact, he truly won the everlasting love of the Jewish people, of all of us, by his work of Tehillim, by his work of Psalms. David HaMelech, King David, his life was one which was holy, it was dedicated and consecrated to the Jewish people of his time. And it was this saintly character, if you like, this greatness, this holiness of King David, which when you look through the book of Tehillim, you see it expressed in the way that he, he mentions and talks about and feels in his relationship to Hashem. And that, I feel, is what truly wins over our hearts and minds. Now, overall, Tehillim, of course, are works of praise. Words of praise to Hashem speaking of God's greatness, of God's goodness, of God's mercy and His power, and of course His justice. David HaMelech, King David, when you look at the work of Tehillim, when you read through the words with its commentary, with, it, with its explanations, you'll see that he's, he's pouring out his heart through these words. He's truly giving over what he was feeling, how he was connecting to Hashem through his words in Tehillim. And in a sense, he does so in such a pure and such a, a sincere way that he trusts implicitly in the oneness of God. Now, some people have asked me, why is it that we recite Tehillim at a funeral? I think one of the, the ideas is that if you look at the Psalms and you look at King David's life, they reflect almost the full spectrum of life's experiences. And that's so powerful because you look at not only in the, in the individual life, but also as a nation. King David captured all of those and of course experienced all of those. He goes through his times of trouble, his times of distress. He goes through his revealed times of goodness and calmness and peace. He also, he also offers up tremendous words of advice and inspiration on how to choose a life of true happiness, a life of really finding meaning and contentment in your life. And we think about King David's life, and as I said, important to read through um, his story, the, the, the episodes of his life and the different things that he went through. But you see that David, David Amel, King David experiences exile, persecution, struggles, triumph. And those reflect, of course, also the Jewish people's journey through Jewish history. Tehillim, through the ages, has definitely, and I think we can all agree to that, served as uh, you know, a source of inspiration, a source of courage, and most importantly, a source of hope. The Jewish people have always needed that hope, and Tehillim has always given us that sense of comfort and the ability to recite words which we know that, of course, will bring us, hopefully, blessing and peace. Now, when we encounter Tehillim, we see that it's certainly, it certainly takes a Jewish person's life 
and it, it accompanies them through their journey of life. I mean, think about it. Our daily prayers, every single day that we daven, it's replete with the words of Tehillim. The special days like Rosh Chodesh, if you look at the Hallel prayer, filled with Tehillim. On Shabbat, we welcome the Shabbat, the Kabbalah Shabbat, with the words of Tehillim. We introduce Kiddush. We introduce the sounding of the Shofar with the, as I mentioned, the funeral service. All of these have the words of Tehillim. It's almost like they hold our hand as we go through these very important parts of our lives. The Brit Milah, you know, couples on their wedding day, it's important minak, important custom that they should recite the words of Tehillim. House of mourning and so on. So all these moment, those momentous occasions in our lives are accompanied with us through the book of Tehillim. But not only through challenging times, but as I said, also through, of course, celebrations. During pregnancy and childbirth, I know when we were blessed, Baruch Hashem, with children, you know, reciting Tehillim during the, during the labor of my dear wife. And of course, that again brought source of comfort and hope that there be blessing. And of course, God forbid, as we all know, when somebody's unwell, when the community is going through a distressful time, a crisis, what do we say? Let's recite the words of Tehillim. Now, there are many different insights and many different uh, explanations given about the power of Tehillim. Some say that so powerful is it to recite the book of Tehillim or to recite Psalms of Tehillim that our sages teach that somebody who does so daily is considered to have recited and learned the entire Torah. Others say that if you do recite Tehillim daily, you almost merit to reside beneath the throne of Hashem's glory. So, very powerful stuff. In fact, David Amelech himself prayed that whoever engages with his Psalms, with his book of Tehillim, will not be turned back empty-handed. So we certainly have a lot of assurances and explanation as to why it's so important to read Tehillim. Um, in fact, there's a commentator called the Shnei Luchot Habrit. He says, somebody, one whose soul longs to cleave to Hashem and to cleave to Hashem's praises should cleave to the book of Tehillim because we have nothing greater in Judaism than the book of Tehillim. Such powerful words and, of course, really reminding us how beautiful this gift is that we all have the ability to recite every day. Now, interestingly, I think a fact which not everybody knows about, but although we know it as David HaMelech's work, King David's work, the Talmud, in fact, lists 10 other elders, 10 other, other greats who also compose Tehillim, which are found in our Tehillim as we know today. It says, Adam produced 2, 92 and 139. I'm going to read the list. Shem, 110. Avraham, Psalm 89. Moses, Moshe Rabbeinu, 90 through to 100. Haman, 88. And we're not going to get into who these other characters were, maybe for a different shiur. Yetudun, 39. Asaf, 83. And the three sons of Korach, in fact, composed 42 through to 29. David Amelech collated them all and, of course, composed many of the others and added them to the work of Tehillim. But nonetheless, it's still considered David HaMelech's work. And the question is, why? Why David HaMelech's? Um, so there's a beautiful mashal said that, you know, the king wanted uh, a number of the elders to come and praise him and sing for him. Um, but he said, I wanted one person to deliver the messages of praise on behalf of one. Why? Because this particular person had the sweetest voice. And so too, it says, God says to the ten elders, you're all sweet to me, all pious to me, but David HaMelech will sing on your behalf. And King David became known as the singer, the sweet singer of the Jewish people, the sweet singer of Israel, because he was able to take all these psalms and produce such a beautiful melody, so to speak, to deliver the words to God. Now, there's five parts to the book of Tehillim, corresponding to the five books of Moshe, the first being, of course, the book of Bereshit, and Sefer Bereshit, and so on and so forth. Um, each book, in fact, has a central theme. Now, of course, as we go into more specific detail through the specific psalms, we'll go into 
seeing how each of the words have specific and each of the tehillim, each of the chapters speak to a different message, connect to a different part of King David's life and so on. But the overall theme of, the book, of book one is Psalms of Praise. So again, the overarching theme, the book, uh, book two is Psalms of Prayer, which were in fact composed for the sons of Korach to sing in the temple and for King David himself. Book three, all the Psalms of Book three, overarching principle is the Psalms of Thanksgiving for Hashem's kindness. And they conclude with Hashem, uh, mentioning Hashem's name and conclude with Psalm 89. And Book four is the overall theme is the Psalms of Confession. Some were, sung, were recited or given by Moses, we mentioned, some by King David, and they conclude with Psalm 106, where King David, in fact, recounts the sins of the nations, as well as individuals which led to the Jewish people's exile, and of course, concluding and including the hope that through Teshuvah, the salvation will come to all of us. And finally, the last book, Book 5, um, is the Psalms which talk about the heralding in of the ingatherings of the exiles, uh, of course, the, the liberation from foreign rule, the war of Gog and Magog, the salvation of Mashiach, and thanksgiving. And now also we speak about a new song, which is Psalm 149, and prayers for the masses that they merit the redemption, they merit Mashiach. So a very uplifting final book, book five. Now, through the book of Tehillim, you'll see King David uses 10 expressions of song. Nitzuach, Nigun, Mizmor, Shir, Hallel, Tfila, Baracha, Hoda'ah, Ashrei, and Hallelujah. All of these corresponding to the 10 elders that helped compose Tehillim. Also, we said that the world was created through 10 utterances. So these are just 10 utterances of praise. They speak about this 10 degrees of holiness, which culminate with the Holy of Holies, uh, being the holiest of all, all of them, and Hallelujah being the most sublime of those words of, prayers, of praise. Now, Tehillim belongs in the, if we look at Tanakh, the Torah, Nevim, and Ketuvim, the, the book of Tehillim belongs in Ketuvim. Why? Because the work of Ketuvim refer to those who were who received what we call divine inspiration they re, they received when they were giving over their words it was like hashem had almost they become a conduit for hashem we call it ruach hakodesh and anytime you see king david writing le david mizmar which literally means to david a psalm it was almost like you were saying that i was i was given this message to give over to you so they are found in the work of tovim because it wasn't a prophecy it was given through as i said through ruach hakodesh now, the Midrash says that King David, in fact, wanted his Psalms to become part of the Torah and that people would read it every single day. But he also says, I want the people to be able to receive praise and merit, just like had they studied the most complex parts of Torah, the parts of Negaim and Ohalot, which were both very complex areas in Torah. And King David said, I want the same merit to be had for those who study and read the book of Tehillim. The great Semach Tzedek said that if you knew the power of Tehillim, you would never put it down. It can break through all types of barriers, rising high and high into the highest realms. And the very recital of Tehillim, even not knowing its meaning, has tremendous great spiritual value. Nevertheless, it is important to understand the words, to, to look at the words, to get the deep appreciation of the words. And so hopefully this background, showing us the five books and the overarching principles, seeing how King David left us this really magnificent gift seeing how much effect it has on the higher worlds and on our souls and the ability for us to communicate a song to Hashem. As we go through the, the, the number of classes to follow this, we'll look at, as I said, some of the, some of the Psalms specifically and hopefully inspire us when we do recite the Elim that we'll be having it with much more understanding, much more depth, and of course being able to sing a much sweeter praise. Thank you for joining me and hopefully you join me for session number two.